कंप्लीट वर्क्स ऑफ स्वामी विवेकानंद फोर्टी थर्ड सेशन यूनिवर्सल लव एंड हाउ इट लीड्स टू सेल्फ सरेंडर ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः हरि ओम श्री गणेशा नमः डॉक्टर कृष्णमूर्ति शास्त्री दंबे पुणे बंटवाड़ तालूक दक्षिण कन्ड जिले कर्नाटक इंडिया भारत यूनिवर्सल लव एंड हाउ इट लीड्स टू सेल्फ सरेंडर हाउ कैन वी लव दि व्यष्टि दि पर्टिक्युलर विदउट फस्ट लविंग दि समि दि यूनिवर्सल गाड इज दि समि दि जनरलाइज एंड दि एबस्ट्राक्ट यूनिवर्सल होल एंड दि यूनिवर्स दैट वी सी इज दि व्यष्टि दि पर्टिक्युलाइज थिंग टू लव दि होल यूनिवर्स इज पॉसिबल ओनली बै वे आफ् लविंग दि समि दि यूनिवर्सल विच ईज एस इट वैर दि वन यूनिटी इन विच आर् टू बी फाउंड मिलियन एंड मिलियन आफ स्मर यूनिटी और यूनिट्स The philosophers of India do not stop at the particulars. They cast a hurried glance at the particulars and immediately start to find the generalized forms which will include all the particulars. The search after the universal is the one search of Indian philosophy and religion. The jnani aims at the wholeness of things at that one absolute and generalized being knowing which he knows everything. The bhakta wishes to realize that one generalized abstract person in loving whom he loves the whole universe the yogi wishes to have possession of that one generalized form of power by controlling which we can, he controls his whole universe the indian mind throughout its history has been directed to this kind of singular search after the universal in everything in science in psychology in love in philosophy so the conclusion to which the bhakta comes is that if you go on merely loving one person after another one person after another you may go on loving them so far so far and so far an infinite length of time without being in the least able to love the world as a whole when at last the central idea is however arrived at that the sum total of all love is god that the sum total of the aspirations of all the souls in the universe whether they may be they be free or bound or struggling towards liberation is god then alone it becomes possible for anyone to put forth universal love god is the samasti and this visible universe is god differentiated and made manifest if we love this sum total we love everything loving the world doing it good uh, good will all doing it good will all come easily then we have to obtain this power only by loving god first otherwise it is no joke to do good to the world everything is his and he is my lover i love him says the bhakta in this way everything becomes sacred to the bhakta or devotee because all things are his all are his children his body his manifestation how then may we hurt anyone how then may we not love anyone with the love of god will come sure uh, as as a sure effect the love of everyone in the universe the nearer we approach god the more do we begin to see that all things are in him when the soul succeeds in appropriating the bliss of this supreme love it also begins to see him in everything our heart will thus become an eternal fountain of love and when we reach even higher states of this love all the little differences between the things of the world are entirely lost man is seen no more as man but only as god 
the animal is seen no more as animal but as god even the tiger is no more a tiger but a manifestation of god thus in this in intense state of bhakti worship is offered to everyone to every life and to every being evam sarveshu bhuteshu bhakti ravyavicharani kartavya panditair jnatva sarvabhutamayam harim knowing that hari the lord is in every being the wise have thus to manifest an answering uh, love towards unswearing unswerving love towards all beings it is said in vishnu purana as a result of this kind of intense all absorbing love comes the feeling of perfect self surrender the conviction that nothing that happens is against us aprati kulya then the loving soul is able to say if pain comes welcome pain if misery comes it will say welcome misery you are also from the beloved if a serpent comes it will say welcome serpent if death comes such a bhakta will welcome it with a smile blessed am i that they all come to me they are all welcome the bhakta is in this state of perfect resignation arising out of the intense love to god and to all that are his ceases to distinguish between pleasure and pain in so far as they affect him he does not know what he, what it is to complain of pain or misery and this kind of uncomplaining resignation to the will of god who is all love is indeed a worthier acquisition than all the glory of grand and heroic performances to the vast majority of mankind the body is everything the body is all the universe to them body enjoyments is there all in all this demon of the worship of the body and of the things of the body has entered into us all we may indulge in ta- uh, tall talk and take very high flights but we are like vultures all the same our mind is directed to the piece of carrion down below why should our body be saved say from tiger why may we not give it over to the tiger the tiger will thereby be pleased and that is not altogether so very far from self sacrifice and worship can you reach the realization of such an idea in which all uh, sense of self is completely lost it is a very dizzy height in the pinnacle of the religion of love and few in this world have ever climbed up to it but until a man reaches that highest point of ever ready and ever willing self sacrifice he cannot become a perfect bhakta or devotee we may all manage to maintain our bodies more or less satisfactorily and for longer and sh- longer or shorter intervals of time nevertheless our bodies have to go there is no per- uh, permanence about them blessed are they whose bodies get destroyed in the service of others wealth and even life itself the sage always holds ready for the service of others in this world there being one thing certain which death it is far better than Uh, that this body dies in a good cause than in a bad one paropakaraya phalanti vrikshah paropakaraya vahanti nadyah paropakaraya duhanti gavah paropakarartham idam shariram one subhashita in sanskrit samskrita language says paropakaraya phalanti vrikshah the trees give fruits bear fruits for to whom for them not themselves for others only paropakaraya vahanti nadyah rivers flow for not for themselves it is for others only utilize water is utilized by all other living beings paropakaraya duhanti gavah cows give milk for whom uh, the milk is utilized by others human beings or others paropakarartham idam shariram therefore the body 
or the persons who are uh, good persons they always live for others okay so everything that is result of combination must get dissolved and die we may drag our life uh, on for 50 years or 100 years but after that what is it that happens everything that is the result of combination must get dissolved and die there must and will come a time for it to be decomposed jesus and buddha and muhammad are all dead all the great prophets and teachers of the world are dead in this ancient world where everything is falling to pieces we have to make the highest use of what time we have says the bhakta and really the highest use of life is to hold it at the service of all beings it is the horrible body idea that breeds all the selfishness in the world just this one delusion that we are wholly the body we own and we must and that we must by all possible means try our very best to preserve and to please it if you know that you are positively other than your body you have then none to fight with or struggle against you are dead to all ideas of selfishness so the bhakta declares that we have to hold ourselves as if we are altogether dead to all the things of the world and that is indeed self surrender let things come as they may this is the meaning of they will be done not going about fighting and struggling and thinking all the while that god uh, wills all our own weakness weaknesses and worldly ambitions it may be that good comes even out of our selfish struggles that is however god's lookout the perfected bhakta's idea must be never to will and work for himself lord they build high temples in your name they make large gifts in your name i am poor i have nothing so i take this body of mine and place it at your feet do not give me up o lord such is the prayer proceeding out of the depths of the bhakta's heart to him who has experienced it this eternal sacrifice of the self unto the beloved lord is higher by far than all wealth and power than even all soaring thoughts of renown and enjoyment the peace of the bhakta's calm resignation is a peace that passes all understanding and is of incomparable value his apratikulya is a state of the mind in which it has no interests and naturally knows nothing that is opposed to it in this state of sublime resignation everything in the shape of attachment goes away completely except that one all absorbing love to him in whom all things live and move and have their being this attachment of love to god is indeed one that does not bind the soul that effectively breaks all its bandages or bondages next the higher knowledge and the higher love are one to the true lover the upanishads distinguish between a higher knowledge and a lower knowledge and to the bhakta there is a real, there is really no difference between the this higher knowledge and uh, his higher love para bhakti and para jnana the mundakopanishad says dve vidye veditavye iti hasma yad brahma vido vadanti para chaiva para cha tatra para rigvedo yajurveda samavedo atharvaveda shiksha kalpo vyakaranam niruktan chando jyotishamiti atha para jayatada tadasma tadasma adhigamyate 
the knowers of the brahman declare that there are two kinds of knowledge worthy to be known namely the higher para and the lower apara of these lower knowledge consists of the rigveda yajurveda samaveda atharveda the shiksha or the science dealing with the pronunciation and the accent the kalpa or the sacrificial liturgy grammar and the nirukta or the science dealing with the etymology and the meaning of words prosody uh, and astronomy uh, and the uh, higher uh, knowledge is that by which that unchangeable is known tad aksharam adhigamyate hmm atha para yaya tad aksharam adhigamyate the higher knowledge is thus clearly shown to be the knowledge of the brahman and uh, devi bhagavata says uh, gives us the following definition of the higher love para bhakti as oil poured from one vessel to another falls in an unbroken line so taila dhara iva when the mind in an unbroken stream thinks of the lord we have what is called parabhakti or supreme love this kind of undisturbed and ever ever steady direction of the mind and the heart to the lord with an inseparable attachment is indeed the highest manifestation of man's love to god all other forms of bhakti are only preparatory to the attainment of this highest form thereof which is the parabhakti which is also known as the love that comes after attachment raganuga when the supreme love once comes into the heart of the man his mind will continuously think of god and remember nothing else he will give no room in himself and uh, to thoughts other than those of god and his soul will be unconquerably pure and will alone break all the bonds of mind and matter and become serenely free he alone can worship the lord in his own heart to him forms symbols books and doctrines are all unnecessary and are incapable of proving serviceable in any way it is not easy to love the lord thus ordinarily human love is seen to flourish only in places where it is returned where love is not returned to for love cold indifference is the natural result there are however rare instances in which we may notice love exhibiting itself even where there is no return of love we may compare this kind of love for purposes of illustration to the love of the moth for the fire the insect loves the fire falls into it and dies it is indeed in the nature of this insect to love so to love because it is the nature of love to love is uh, undeniably the highest and the most unselfish manifestation of love that may be seen in the world such love working itself out on and on the plane of spirituality necessarily leads to the attainment of parabhakti next the triangle of love we may represent love as a triangle each of the angles of which corresponds to one of its inseparable characteristics there can be no triangle without all its three angles and there can be no true love without its three following characteristics the first angle of our triangle of love is that love knows no bargaining wherever there is any seeking for something in return there can be no real love it becomes a mere matter of shopkeeping as long as there is in us any idea of deriving this or that favor from god in return for our respect and allegiance to him so long there can be no true love growing in our hearts those who worship god because they wish him to bestow favors on them are sure not to worship him if those favors are not forthcoming the bhakta loves the lord because he is lovable there is no other motive originating or directing this divine emotion of the true devotee we have heard it 
said that a great king once went into a forest and there met a sage he talked with the sage a little and was very much pleased with his purity and wisdom the king then wanted the sage to oblige him by receiving a present from him the sage refused to do so saying the fruits of the forest are enough food for me the pure streams of water flowing down from the mountains give enough drink for me uh, the barks of the trees supply me with uh, enough covering and the caves of the mountains form my home why should i take any present from you or from anybody the king said just to benefit me sir please take something from my hands and please come with me to the city and to my place uh, to my palace after such persuasion the sage at last consented to do as the king desired and went with him to his palace before offering the gift to the sage the king repeated his prayers saying lord give me more children lord give me more wealth lord give me more territory lord keep my body in better health and so on before the king finished saying his prayer the sage had got up and walked away from the room quietly at this the king uh, became perplexed and began to follow him crying aloud sir you are going away you have not received my gifts the sage returned uh, round to him and said i do not beg of beggars you are yourself nothing but a beggar and how can you give me anything i am no fool to think of taking anything from a beggar like you go away do not follow me so if you um, ask something from god we are like just like beggar that's all so just love god for love love sake only not for anything else there is well brought out the distinction between mere beggars and the real lovers of god begging is not the language of love to worship god even for the sake of salvation or any other rewards equally degenerate love knows no reward love is always for love's sake the bhakta loves because he cannot help loving hmm? he cannot remain without loving god when you see a beautiful scenery and fall in love with it you do not demand anything in the way of a favor from the scenery nor does this scenery demand anything from you yet the vision thereof brings you to a blissful state of the mind it uh, turns down all the friction in your soul it makes your calm almost raises you for the time being beyond your mortal nature and places you in a condition of quiet divine, divine ecstasy this nature of real love is the first angle of our triangle ask not anything in return for your love let your position be always that of the giver give your love unto god but do not ask anything in return even from him the second angle of the triangle of love is that love knows no fear those that love god through fear are the lowest of the human beings quite undeveloped as men they worship god from fear of punishment he is a great being to them with a whip in one hand and the scepter in the other if they do not obey him they are afraid they will be whipped it is a degradation to worship god through fear of punishment such worship is if worship at all the crudest form of the worship of love so long as there is any fear in the heart how how can there be love also love conquers naturally all fear think of a young mother in the street and a dog barking at her she is frightened and flies into nearest house but suppose the next day she is in the street with her child and a lion springs upon the child not dog where will be her position now of course in the very mouth of the lion protecting her child 
love conquers all fear fear comes from the selfish idea of cutting one's self off from the universe the smaller and the more selfish i make myself the more is my fear if a man thinks he is a little nothing fear will surely come upon him and the less you think of yourself as an insignificant person the less fear there will be for you so long as there is the least spark of fear in you there can be no love there love and fear are incompatible god is never to be feared by those who love him the commandment commandment do not take the name of the lord but thy god in vain the true lover of god laughs at how can there be any blasphemy in the religion of love the more you take the name of the lord the better of for you in whatever way you may do it you are only repeating his name because you love him the third angle of the love triangle is that love knows no rival for in it is always embodied the lover's highest ideal true lover never comes until the object of our love becomes to us our highest ideal it may be that in many cases human love is misdirected and misplaced but to the person who loves uh, the thing he loves is always his own highest ideal one may see his ideal in the uh, wildest of the beings and uh, another in the highest beings nevertheless in every case it is the ideal alone that can be truly and intensely loved the highest ideal of every man is called god ignorant or wise saint or sinner man or woman educated or uneducated cultivated or uh, uncultivated or cultured or uncultured to every human being the highest ideal is god the synthesis of all the highest ideals of beauty of sublimity and of power gives us the completest uh, a uh, completest conception of the loving and lovable god these ideals exist in some shape or other in every mind naturally they form a part and parcel of all our minds all the active manifestations of human nature are struggles of those ideals to become realized in practical life all the various movements that we see around us in society are caused by the various ideals in various souls trying to come out and become concretized what is inside presses on to come outside this perennially dominant influence of the ideal is the one force the one motive power that may be seen in the uh, to be constantly working in the midst of mankind it may be after hundreds of births after struggling through thousands of years that man finds that it is vain to try to make the other uh, the inner ideal mold completely the external conditions and square well with them after realizing this he no more tries to project his own ideal on the outside world but worships the ideal itself as ideal from the highest standpoint of love this ideally perfect ideal embraces all lower ideals everyone admits the truth of the saying that a lover sees helen's beauty on an uh, ethiop's bro the man who is uh, standing aside as a looker on sees that love is here misplaced but the lover sees his helen all the same and does not see the ethiop at all helen or ethiop the objects of our love are really the centers around which our ideals become crystallized what is it that the world commonly worships not certainly this all embracing ideally perfect ideal of the supreme devotee and lover that ideal which men and women commonly worship is what is in themselves every person projects his or his uh, her own ideal on the outside world and kneels before it that is why we find that men who are cruel and uh, bloodthirsty conceive of a bloodthirsty god because they can 
only love their own highest ideal that is why good men have a very high ideal of god and their ideal is indeed so very different from that of others so these are the things today we have seen in the next session we shall, we shall see the god of love is his own proof hare rama om tat sat